You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Well, hello, everyone. So glad to have you with us. I am Steve Gray, the host of this podcast, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast, where we're going to talk about as many things as we can think about that have to do with revival, refreshing, renewal in you personally, in the church, and maybe even in the world. We hope so. And so today we're going to talk about don't start with morality. Now, you might not think morality uh, and revival would ever collide. But I'm saying, as a Christian, should we? Let's bring the question, should we start with our morality instantly? And how could starting with our morality actually hinder a move of God? When, when you think, well, that's what revival is, isn't it? Everybody getting more moral. Well, we'll see about that. Let's just think through it. I want you to think through it with me. I really want to help you today. So if you'll, this is a revelation that's just life-changing, and I want to help you with it today. So I'm telling you, as a Christian, I think don't start with morality. Is this you? You were told when you were thinking about becoming a Christian, if you can remember, some people did it as children, but uh, if you were an adult and thinking about becoming a Christian, is this you where somebody approaches you and then their approach is, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. Right. You've heard that. And then so then you go for it and you're and you say the prayer, whatever. And you think, OK, it doesn't matter what I've done. It doesn't matter who I am. I can I can become a Christian. And so you pray the prayer. And then immediately after that, you start trying to be better. You start trying to do better. You start trying to think better. You, you start thinking about you. You start thinking about your morality. Where before, maybe before Jesus or the Holy Spirit got a hold of you, you didn't care. But now you're all of a sudden focused on, I got to be a better person. Is that you? Oh, it's millions of people. That's the way they started. And I want to challenge that just to help you, not to challenge anything, but just to, to help you and think through, has religion swung too far? into making the subject of morality too much of a center. And so I want to propose that the Christian walk does not start with morality. But I remember whenever it was the Supreme Court made a decision that, you know, you could take down the Ten Commandments in the schools and courthouses and things like that, whenever that was, oh, there was such a fuss about it. Oh, they took down the Ten Commandments. Now our morality is going to go, our you know, our, our system is going to break down. Everything's going to go bad. I thought about that, and I thought, well, you know, it's great to have the Ten Commandments in the courthouse or wherever, but the people complaining about it barely go to church. You want the Ten Commandments? Why don't you go to church? Take your kids to church. If they took the Ten Commandments down out of the schools, just take your kid to Sunday school. But that was not the case. It took it out of the school, but church didn't attendance didn't improve. So anyway... We think that that's so important because we want to start with morality. And God has commandments. He does have laws. And the problem with talking about starting with morality is they think, well, where are you going to start? Immorality? Oh, you're going to tell you this guy's going to preach. It's everything. You can do anything you want. There's no morals. Well, we'll see about that. Okay? Because I'm just saying it's not the place to start. Not the place to start. So you see, 
so many, I, I've seen groups, well, I, I haven't done it exactly like this, but I've seen groups stand outside of some bar and wait for the drunks to come out, you know, and then they're going to try to convince them that they're bad people, which they probably already know they are, and try to get them to be afraid of being a bad person and the consequences. And pretty soon they're talking heaven and hell and all that and trying to get them to and, and everything, your sins are going to send you to heaven or to hell and your and, and Jesus is going to get you into heaven. Well, that's all true. Right. It's all true. But is that the place to start? Because it's still all about you. Right. We're still focusing on ourselves. So anyway, I want to propose something different. And what ha and what happens? OK, so I looked at the scripture here from from Luke, where uh, the, the disciples are there. It's mostly about Peter and they've been fishing all night. And they didn't catch a thing. He teaches a while. And then he tells them, go back out and go fishing again. Jesus tells the disciples, but specifically he's dealing with Peter. And uh, so, you know, Peter says, we've been fishing, haven't caught anything. But he said, all right, we'll do it. You're, you know, we know you're an important person. And according to your word, we'll take your word for it and go do it. And they did it. And they caught such a miraculous number because this is a fisherman. He knows when the miracles happen a miraculous number of fish that they couldn't hardly pull them in without the nets breaking and all that. And so suddenly Peter gets the revelation of who he's talking to because he realizes this is miraculous. Something miraculous happened here. And Peter has kind of a funny reaction at first, but when you think about it, you see a lot of us do the same thing. So as soon as that hits him, wham, this is a miraculous miracle that's just taken place. We got more fish than we've ever had. And here's it says, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees or feet and said, get away from me or go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. What, 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 what happened? They weren't talking about sin. Jesus wasn't pointing out he's a reprobate and a sinner. And do you know you're a sinner that if you'll go to hell, you're better receive. None of the stuff we do happen. But suddenly Peter is experiencing God, right? He's experiencing a miraculous thing, experiencing the presence and power of God. And his reaction is to tell Jesus to what? Go away. Now think about that a minute. Think about it. He tells him to go away. Our goal is to get Jesus to come to us. That's revival. The spirit of God comes, the presence of God comes, and, you know, God's in the house. And, um, but here Peter tells him to go away. I've spent my whole life trying to get him to come to me, and Jesus had him, or Peter had him, and told him to go away. And why, though? Because I am a sinful man. And so we've just got to uh, learn from that and remind ourselves that he says, I'm a sinful man. And you know what we expect a lot of us to do, right? Us good old Christians. Well, we take Peter and say, that's right, you are. Do you know you're a sinner? Do you know that if you were to die today, you would go to heaven or hell. We'd pick it right up. Boy, we'd think he, he's, Peter did all the work for us. But Jesus doesn't do it. You know what Jesus did when he said, I am a sinful man? He ignored it. Didn't bring it up. Didn't say, you're right, Peter, but I'm going to make it better. <laughs> or you can do better now that you got me. <laughs> no, he says, I am a sinful man. And Jesus just ignores it. He doesn't remind him he's sinful. He ignores it. And he says, don't be afraid. Look, fear and who he was produced this get away from me attitude. And he says, from now on, you'll be a fisher of men or catching people. And so Jesus ignores it, but we realize what's going on. When we as human beings uh, 
see ourselves as we are, then we have a collision. And what he did is his sinfulness, what happened? His sinfulness collided with God's holiness or Jesus' holiness. Sinfulness collided with holiness. All right. Now, what was the reaction when it did? Get away from me. Holiness, get away. Righteousness, get away. God, get away. Presence, get away. So we actually create the opposite of what needs to take place. The more we look at ourselves and say, I am a sinful person, and, and we get them, people begin to want to separate. So here's what happens. I'll give you a scenario. What happens is um, so uh, somebody becomes a Christian. And, uh, and their plan is what? Just like most people. Okay, I got it now. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be more moral. I'm going to be more honest. I'm going to be a better father. I'm going to be a better mother. I'm going to be a friend, whatever. You know. I'm going to be better now. And so what happens? You know yourselves what happens. Uh, I mean, especially when you're just starting out, how, how much better can you get? You know, I mean, you, have, you just started believing. So the first week, two weeks, you know, they really do okay, and they try to do better. But as usual, then... Um, you know, people fail. They make a mistake because, I mean, we're not hardly transformed yet. You know, we're, we need to renew our minds. But uh, and if you want to change the way you act, you change the way you think. Right. But you got to give yourself time to do that. And so here we are trying to serve the Lord and we mess up. People just mess up. They make a mistake, whatever it is. OK, when they do now, at first first two weeks, he's doing great guns. Now this person messes up. What's his reaction? Boom separates from Jesus, pulls back from God, comes to church and says, you know, I can't, I can't worship today. I, I made a mistake this week and now I can't worship. What has that got to do with anything? Jesus didn't change even if you did mess up, but that's the reaction. You'll notice that. Uh, like I mentioned before, like a, a couple will tell me, they said, you know, we didn't make it to church on Sunday. You know, uh, we had a fight on the way to church. So we just turned around and went home. Very, very common. And I tell people, that's a Sunday you should have gone to church. But why? Because that's, that's the human reaction to holiness and to godliness and to God things and his presence. And so Peter's a great example of that. Get away from me. And so you'll find now if you start the journey trying to be a better person, you're not that better person yet. So there's going to be things go wrong in, in, in time and just because we're learning. And, um, and of course, we can be forgiven. We'll be forgiven. But you'll notice that. I bet, I just think, if you think about it, you think the first, second, third, whenever, even today, no matter how long you've been walking with God, if you make a mistake or sin or whatever, then what's your first reaction? You don't want to pray. You, you separate. You get far away from God. Uh, and if you keep doing it, you know, you don't want to give any more money. You don't want to come to church anymore. You don't want to be around Christians. That the symptom is uh, separation. And so what's happening is your sinfulness just collided with his holiness. And the reaction is um, get away. Now, what would happen if you hadn't started there? What would happen to a person if they don't start Christianity with morality. And remember, I'm not preaching immorality. I'm preaching how you can become moral. But the subject, the, the, the focus, the focus, what would happen if, could we get people saved by not telling them they're sinners? Would they, could we do that? Well, of course we could. Um, 
And, and if they're talking about, instead of talking about death, talk about life, of course we could. But we got to understand what would happen. What if we didn't do that? What if we didn't start with their morality? What if we didn't start with them looking to themselves? What if we started what Christianity was in the first century and with the early believers and how they did it? How did they do it? How did they do it? And you'll read the Bible and you won't see our technique in there at all. Here's what they were trying to get people to do. And here's what I think works is instead of wanting to become more moral, instead of wanting to become perfect, find the person who is perfect. The goal, the mission changes. It's like my mission is not, which, which happens so much. My mission is I want to be a better person. My mission is I want to succeed. My mission is I want to be moral, which is, they're all good. My mission is I want to be happier. You know, I want to be happy. Uh, but, but, uh, and then sometimes, it, then what happens? We wanted to be better, but we didn't do better. We still messed up. And so now we, the mission was, did you get it? I want to be happier. I want to be better. I want to be more moral, whatever. And then we mess up. And what happens? We just failed our mission. And when we fail the mission, we feel like failures. And so we separate from God. I'm a sinful person. I got, I'm just going to hang out a little farther away from the kingdom, from people, church, blah, blah. Okay. So what would happen if we didn't start that? And our mission is not to be a better person or to succeed, or to be more moral. All good things. But what if that's not our mission? Our mission, starting out, is I want a person. Well, what person do you want? I want the person of Jesus. I want the person of Jesus Christ, the perfect person. I want a person. I want a person. I'm going to go after a person. I'm going to go after a person. My mission is now a person, and I'm not it. And it's not my morality. It's not that I'm going after a person. And, uh, now what happens? Well, can it still collide? Not the same. Because your mission and your goal was not to be better. Your goal was to get a person who's better, who's perfect. So now if you, if you go that way, then you're, you're on the real track to personal revival. Uh, because personal revival is a love decision for a person. Not, not for better morals. Not for better life. Not to succeed. All those things come. But it's a person. And so how do you become moral then? Where does that morality come in if you don't start with it, which you don't bang them on the head? And I, I want to say it one more time because it, it's such a trick. You know, it doesn't matter what you've done. God loves you just the way you are. Then you receive Jesus and then, okay, now let's tell you what you got to do. You got to be more moral. You got to quit this. You got to quit that. You got to quit this. You got to quit that. And you go, oh, okay, I want to be a Christian. And then you mess up. You watch what you shouldn't have watched or you did what you shouldn't have done. And you're trying, you're trying to get started and you back away. Way. I'm a failure because your mission was about you. But if your mission is a person, you can't hardly fail. He said he'd never leave you. He'd never forsake you. He wants to be with you. You're important to him. And so this is what has succeeded, worked with me, is I want that person, Jesus Christ. And so how do you turn that into morality? Because we don't want immorality anymore. We don't want failures. We don't want it. But our first thing is, before we do that, what we really don't want is separation from God. We don't want that collision. We don't want a voice going off inside of you saying, get away from me. I'm a sinful man, like Peter did. And Jesus just ignored that. So think about that. But anyway, what we want is go after a person. So how does it work? Well, all of a sudden, you, you, you decide, I want this person. I want this person's words, ways, uh, 
acts, everything about, I love everything about this person, Jesus. And then how do you turn that into good actions, good behavior, um, good, the spirit, you know, the spirit of God happening in you, all that. Well, it's because you want that person more than you want anything else. And so you would never do anything to cause that, that line that, Je- that, that Peter said to Jesus. You would never do anything that would say, get away from me. I'm too bad. I got to separate from God. I'm a bad person. Because your goal wasn't to be a better person. Your goal was to have the better person. And then when you decide that, you say, well, I don't want to lose this better person. I don't want a gap. I don't want distance between us. I don't want to lose this relationship. I like this power. I like catching more fish. I like all these things that, that happen when I really, really press in to know and decide to follow Jesus. So you go after a person. You don't go after morality. You go after a person. And then you make the, adjust, uh, the adjustments as you go. And as you love, you know what, revival, personal revival is just falling in love with Jesus. Just being in love with this person. You want this person more than anything else and change your behavior. Happens all the time. I don't know. I can't talk about the girls, but I can talk about the boys. I can talk about my own life and my own situation. Uh, you know, when, when, uh, when I met Kathy, I wanted to make changes. She didn't ask me to make changes, not, merit, not like I did. I wanted to be, make changes because I didn't want to lose her. She's a lot better than me anyway. And so I thought, if I want this girl in my life, I'm going to have to make some changes. And it was simple. I decided I wanted her more than those other things. Same way with morality. Same way with being a better person. It's saying, you know what? I want this Jesus more than anything else, and I don't want to do anything that would cause separation. And so, uh, and so all of a sudden, the starting point with Christianity, and think how life would be different if we hadn't done it this way. You start everybody off loving, loving, loving the person of Jesus Christ and developing a relationship where nothing comes in to harm that relationship or to harm the, the knowledge of God. And so naturally, you want to know all about him. You want to know all about him. You want to go where he goes, do what he does, love what he loves, and you start becoming a better person because you've got a better person that's more important than you. That person's more important to you, and you don't want to lose that person. And so now morality has come in. Uh, good deeds come in. Morality comes in. Being a better person, succeeding, uh, and a lot more fish, obviously, if you continue to walk like they did with him. But we want to stop that voice going off that your mission was to be better. Now you failed. Now get away from me. I'm a sinful man and a gap. And if you keep doing it, bigger gap, bigger gap. Pretty soon, they, those kinds of people, they drop out of church. They drop out of religion. They drop out of prayer. They drop out. And so we want to start this with a person. You've always got that person. You cannot fail as long as you have that person, Jesus Christ, as the goal of your life. Well, I'm so glad we could spend this time together. That's life changing. It's probably one that you might need to listen to more than one time. Don't start with morality. And then the next time you have an opportunity to lead somebody to Jesus, don't start with their morality. Don't start with it. Start with, I want to tell you about this person. He's perfect. And he's perfect for you because you're not perfect. <laughs> All right. So don't start with morality. Start with the person of Jesus Christ. And I think you're going to succeed. Lord Jesus, help us get this so we can be closer to you. We're not going through. We don't, we don't want to go through closeness, separation, closeness, separation. We want to be close to you and choose the person of Jesus Christ because you, you are Jesus. You are salvation.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm so glad we could have this time together. Let's continue to pray, run for revival. God, open the heavens and come down in Jesus' name. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.